Let's get to Greg Fisher. You know him well as far as the political landscape, having thrown his hat in the ring on several occasions during the election season, including an upcoming primary, which will be a part of for the 1st Congressional District as far as the Democrats are concerned. But he's very active, I mean very active, regarding a consultant he is with the U.S. Department of Commerce, Small Business Administration, through the Service Corps of retired executives he has uh he has been in and around he's a patented inventor uh did some of the early work in virtual reality and he continues uh to really uh, forge ahead as far as you know creating ways uh, to treat the uh the, the deadly virus and mr fisher is nice enough to give us a couple of minutes uh on a monday morning you've been very busy very active you you said to me stuff Weekly, uh, as far as, uh, you know, how to, how to kind of ward off this thing and get people healthy and stronger and everything else. Good to have you. Yeah, good morning, Jay. And I just want to say, uh, uh, give my thanks and gratitude to the family of uh, uh, deceased veterans on this Memorial Day weekend. Uh, a very solemn, uh, solemn weekend. And uh, hopefully, partially in their honor, we can... Uh, turn around this uh, crisis, which is harming America. So, uh, but thank you for having me on, Jay. Thank you. It is, it's a pleasure. Now, you've been active. Now, I'm, I'm not going to lie to the audience. You know, you send me stuff all the time. Why aren't we right. talking about this, the cure? We have Dr. Sinagra on. You know, right. both you and he are the only ones that are really talking about this, you know, as well, far as, you know, what you need to build up your immune system to ward off this stuff, but uh, give us a little bit of background and everything else. What have you come up with? Well, um, there's actually, it's, it's a two-pronged argument, Jay, and, and I'm a lot more aggressive than the good doctor on this. Uh, I'm working with researchers from around the world. There is a protocol for absolute prevention that uh, has been crafted. Mainly, I crafted that. Uh, i got to take credit for it. But on, and then there's also a, a cure protocol which absolutely positively works. So uh, we have uh, we have to talk about the two different arguments. And, and Dr. Sinagra is mainly on the prevention uh, uh, prong of the discussion. And the truth is, it there's three kinds of levels we have to think about this when we talk about the immune system. But we the government has uh, minimum daily adult requirements. RDAs are called. And uh, if you do those, you won't die quickly. It's a really minimum. It's about basic, basic health. You still get colds. You still get all kinds of infections. A lot of things can go wrong. There's another level that, that the good doctor and others in his class are, are uh, aware of, which is a maintenance level on nutrition, which prevents you from getting almost all the common viruses and flus. And then there's another level, a therapeutic level, which actually knocks out disease, knocks it out. And uh, we'd be on the phone for much more than our, our little bit of time this morning describing all the mechanics of it. But that's something people need to know, that there's, you have to think of the, the dosing when you're going to actually knock something out, the dosing when you're going to prevent something. The biggest fighter in all when it comes to this stuff, is it vitamin C, is it vitamin D? You know, we've heard so many different avenues uh, yeah. as far as prevention. And if you get this thing, what is, uh, what is a way to really kind of knock it out and save your life here? What have you come up with? 
Well, the, uh, let's start with the prevention uh, because if, if the more acute your symptoms are, the more likely you are to die, right? So you want to stop it really, really early. First, you know, even before a sniffle, that's what prevention is. And we have this thing in most medicine and most doctors and medical researchers want to find that silver bullet, that one thing that cures something. And in the case of this virus especially, but all, all respiratory viruses, there is no silver bullet to kill this werewolf. It will not happen. It will never happen. Even if we have vaccines, which is very, very doubtful on this virus, uh, and if they're going to be safe even within the next two or three or even four years, that's doubtful. We never came up with a vaccine for Ebola or HIV or uh, even SARS-1. So how are we going to deal with this? So we have to look at a cocktail of nutrients. And uh, if I've made my point on that, I'll start to talk about what that cocktail is. The human body, the human beings and about a handful of other animals do not create their own vitamin C. They have to get it from the outside. There's no way. And it's a necessary nutrient. Now, the U.S. has an RDA amount, which basically keeps you from getting scurvy and prevents your organs from liquefying. That's like 100 milligrams. But the, the amount that people take commonly for... Uh, maintenance to make sure if they're aware of this to make sure they don't get sick or at least not frequently is is 10 times that to 20 times that so we're looking at a thousand to two thousand milligrams a day that's under normal times during the whole year but not flu season flu season you should be taking two thousand to four thousand a day but that's not it you want to take also a lot of vitamin D of 4,000 to 5,000 during flu season. You need to take uh, 100 micrograms of selenium. You need to make sure your zinc levels are normal. Some people are saying take a lot of zinc, uh, but that's not the case. Um, and then I have, there's a lot more elements, but those are the most important. I have a document, and I'm hoping right. people will distribute more. And as far as we can tell, it's gone out to 150,000 people around the world so far. And it's on this site I have called Greg Fisher Dow. And it's Greg, G-R-E-G, F-I-S-C-H-E-R, dot com. Now, what that is, is it's a, uh, it's a mechanism for feedback. So I can find out if anybody has any debate uh, or different opinions. So we can continue to have this be a living document and all the things I'm doing be living documents so we can make them better and better. But those are the basics. Now, here's the interesting thing about vitamin C. When you get to this next level, this therapeutic dose, we're really talking about 20,000 units and up. 20,000. Not the, not the 100 that the USRDA is, but 20,000. And at 20,000, it'll pull you back through death's door, literally. If you're at death's door right there, this will grab you by the arm and pull you backwards. Um, vitamin C is the only one of these supplements that you cannot really take in a very high dose orally. You have to get it intravenously if you're that sick, if you need 20,000. There are some people that are allergic. It's rare. But if they're allergic, they can still take 20,000. 
they don't hit a risk area till they're like 30,000. And then, even if they do have a reaction, there are no long-term reactions that we could find, so this is safe. The stories about kidney stones and vitamin C in humans are a myth. It does not exist. While vitamin C increases this chemical called oxalates in the blood, which is what kidney stones are made out of, vitamin C has this other interesting property, not just being diuretic, which means you're going to need more water. It doesn't allow kidney stones to form in humans. So there really is no risk to this therapy. And the critical care doctors, and I do have a protocol for medical professionals, for medical professionals, for ERs, ICUs, and nursing homes, that they can have six volumes uh, that will save all these people dying, literally. It just, so I can be contacted about that. But to, um, like a, and let's Greg, hold on one second. Go ahead. Let me let me ask you a question. So, please, C D zinc. That's right. the magic formula. Um, yeah, I also. What, what if someone's? What if? What if someone's and, thinking here? Okay, so they've got uh, they've got this emergency, whatever it's called. I know I I take a couple of tablets every other day. Sometimes you yep. can put it in a glass of water. You know, it's right. flavored. The powder. Right. Would that be sufficient to take that on a regular basis? Because I've heard also vitamin C is such a vital component as far as right. keeping yourself healthy. Is that enough? You know, if no. you take some of this stuff on the shelves and everything else, because, how, I mean, how is one supposed to get such large doses on a daily basis to take? If I mean, well, let's say you're feeling you're feeling good and everything else, but you're just looking for the preventative in it all. What about that aspect? Well, the problem with vitamin C is there's several kinds of vitamin C. Vitamin C is what's called a water-soluble vitamin. So in a half a dozen hours, you, you've gone to the bathroom and released most, most of it. And, but there's several kinds of vitamin C. To answer your question, you have to do vitamin C every day, right? Because it's water-soluble. It doesn't store. However, that's ascorbic acid. That's the most common vitamin C you're going to find. And that's the best vitamin C for this virus or for a viral attack. Why? Because ascorbic acid releases an electron in the process of making you well and combating this disease, and then it gets recharged before you excrete it. There are other forms of vitamin C that stay in your fats, will stay for a little longer, not a couple of days necessarily, but they will stay for longer. And the problem with them is in one of them you get sodium, and the other one you get calcium, and calcium creates other problems. It provide, prevents uptake of some other vitamins. It's a problem. And people get too much calcium, and it causes all kinds of problems. There's a calcium craze, which is not really healthy. So ascorbic acid when you can, but if it upsets your stomach, cut it. Use, part of the, use some of the buffers. Use all three, and you're better off. Um, but you cannot store it for multiple days, especially not during flu season. And this is why people are dying, Jay. The reason why they're dying is because this particular virus is so aggressive inside the body, where you see some people are having uh, respiratory illnesses. Other people are having blood clotting. Other people are having other problems. It's pillaging the body for what's called antioxidants, one of the body's natural defense mechanisms. The body's trying to kill this stuff, 
At the same time, it's trying to kill you, and you wind up in a collapse, a chemical collapse, where you have nothing left to fight with. Now, even if you're doing hydroxychloroquine or any other thing, you still need this. You still need vitamin C. And you can take the doses you need to ward this off orally. I have actually, there was, there's some people that refuse to go to the doctor. They will not go to a hospital. They are scared to death. They'd rather stay home and take their chances with death. And literally, there have been whole families and very sick individuals where we've gotten off their deathbeds with large oral doses of vitamins. So it's not as good because you want to get cured as soon as possible. So if you're acute, you want to get that infusion. It's only going to cost you a couple hundred bucks, and your insurance may cover it. But it'll get you better. Also, let me let me ask you about vitamin D because you mentioned something about calcium. Don't yes. you need calcium for proper vitamin D absorption? H- how do you kind of differentiate? And I, I listen. I understand calcium. Too much calcium is no good. But what about when it comes to yes. vitamin D? What about the correlation between the two? Well, we got tons of calcium in our diet. That's one of the issues. Um, so that's not a problem. And, yes, there's a calcium-magnesium balance also. And, you know, that's why I have the written protocol, because you need to start with what would be a normal vitamin thing. People have to get a little conscious of it. And there's other components here, vitamin A and B6 and B12. And, you know, and there's other things to take. It's more complex when you get into the details. We only focus on vitamin C, vitamin D, selenium, when we're talking about really – getting towards this, where you have a symptom, where you have to do a lot and, and make sure you don't get more acute. However, Jay, this is the important thing, and this is what doctors and clinicians everywhere are missing. We have, if you look at the real statistics that I worry about, and again, this is, there's two different statistics out there to think about. What is the general population? What's your chance of, of getting this or dying across the general population? But now, if you are an active case, what are your chances of dying? And those numbers in New York State are scary. If you take the closed cases and divide them into the death numbers, you get a third. A third of the active cases are dying. Now, what they're also not saying is another third have acute injuries, lung injuries, coronary injuries, kidney injuries, um, a lot of stuff going on there, and that's not even being counted. You know, so we have to, if you stop it early, you don't yeah. have these injuries. So that's why, yes, there's a balance of vitamins, but, you know, hopefully people look at this document and say, okay, this is a, I got to take a multivitamin. I got to consider these other nutrients. There's some nutrients I can't even think about unless I go to a doctor. They have to go to a doctor sometimes to, if they're going to consider taking iron, you really should know what your iron levels are. You don't want to take too much iron. Same thing with copper. Let's go to the. Oh. Let, let me interrupt you. Let's go to the cure because you said something earlier, yeah. in which you, you do not feel that there'll be a vaccine uh, no. in play here. So, no, I, uh, I, I is is that because of the mutation of how this thing mutates and everything else? So you're not that high on the remdes. Are you are you are you positive at all regarding remdesivir? The hydroxychloroquine has had mixed results. There's some toxicity right. in it regarding those who have heart problems. I can understand right. that as far as feeling that way. But 
What what about some of the promising stuff? You know, we hear from Oxford and everything else. There's so many trials going on now. Yep. Uh, even even uh, Dr. Fauci is confident that there'll be a vaccine in the next year or so. You're not. What about no. the aspect of, of remdesivir in general? Uh, well, I hope we'll have the time to get through this. For one, on, on vaccines, it's not just mutations. It's the difficulty based on the type of virus this is, of RNA virus. Like I say, we don't have a vaccine for SARS-1. Why, do we ha- why are we going to get it for this? It doesn't make sense. Um, and we don't have one for HIV. And the sum of this virus, some of its sequencing is similar to HIV. So, you know, we got a problem here. I'm not hoping on it. I got to get America back to work now. I got to get America healthy now. I don't want to hear any more stories. I mean, this is Memorial Day weekend, and I've had families of the deceased from Long Island Veterans Home come to me and say, Greg, even after you gave them their protocol, your protocol, they didn't use it. The, fam- the family member died, and they were otherwise maltreated. So that, I, I want to stop hearing these sad stories. Remdesivir has a 25% rate of serious organ failure, serious organ injury. They're not talking about that. So, you know, now there's another crapshoot. This is not dangerous. This has no side effects. So it's better to nip it in the bud. And I challenge anybody out there to tell me that this didn't work. Now, you know, I've got videos out there with over 50,000 views already with experts and doctors, microbiologists, you know, and no complaints. And the same thing for this protocol on prevention. And so we know this works. There's plenty of evidence it works. Will there be a clinical study in time? No. Now, Jay, we have to look towards the future. So what do we have? We have this pandemic in America started with people coming from overseas. There's no doubting that at all. A handful of people from overseas caused all these American deaths and deaths in New York State. You know, it spread everywhere. Now we have people with subclinical infection, which their infection will quell down during the summer months. Flu season is temperature-based. There's an incubation temperature in your throat and your respiratory system where this gets really active, and sometimes it just lays in wait. Not to mention is we're always going to have international travel into the next season. Now, we only caught half a flu season this time, Jay. We didn't have many cases in February. We had nothing in January that we know of, right? So when does flu season start? The CDC says it's three months long. We all know it's really six months long, and if you look at the graphs, it's Six months long, so they're defining it politically. I'm trying to define it clinically. So it starts up pretty much in September and October when it starts getting chilly again. It depends on the weather. So we will, in the next round, even if Dr. Fauci is correct, we will catch a full flu season. And that's why the Spanish flu of 1918 killed so many more in the second round. Because we didn't catch a full flu season this time. We only had a few people seeding it in the American population. Now we'll have thousands seeding it in the American population. And that just starts in a few months. And if you're going to lock down, you want to lock down before. That kills the next school year. That kills the next sports year. That kills America, Jay. This works. Nobody can prove to me it doesn't work. Nobody can even say to me it doesn't work. We need to do this now. I've been yakking about it for two months. I got up the 7th of March in a candidate's event, and my opponents told me, one told me I was in a fool, on a fool's errand. The other two said, basically, wait. If we wait, we're doomed. This works. 
All Apparently right, we, we got to we got to keep an eye on things. Uh, now, listen, do you have a website people can view all this? Yeah, stuff? again, it's, give it out again. Greg, Greg Fisher with a C in there, F I S C H R. Greg Fisher Dow D A O. Now, what that stands for is Distributed Autonomous Organization. It's a way for voters and new technology for voters to have direct input into their elected uh, legislators and leaders. It's a new technology, so also they get to experience what's starting to be better a paradigm for better government. But GregFisherDAO.com. And we're taking, uh, I also am on Facebook. They can find me on my personal page or on my congressional page. We have to get people healthy. We have to get people back to work. And I'm hoping sometime in the future you'll get me back on to talk about the economic recovery plan I have. All right. We'll do that. I promise you. Good stuff, though, Greg. Listen, uh, you make sense. You know, it's, you, about, it's about strengthening your system. Nobody's talking about it. That's why in this program... We bring people like Mr. Fisher on because it does make sense. No question. Nobody we'll have has you on soon. Die, Jay. Death, death is a, a disaster for any one individual. It doesn't matter if you have pre-existing conditions. Nobody has to die. This fixes them all. Period. Thanks for a couple. We'll have you on soon on the uh, economic you, side.